Well, hello out there. This is Gavin. Thanks for joining us at the Holy Hour podcast. This is a podcast devoted to the legendary band The Cure, if you haven't put that together yet. And if you're new to the show, welcome. We cover all kinds of Cure talk here. We do origin tales, talk to friends, we talk to strangers, we talk about live shows, videos, topics vary. But if you haven't been following us, in the last two and a half months or so, we've been trying to keep it relevant and talk about the 2016 tour that in real time just wrapped up successfully in the last week. And um, everyone seemed to have a great time, and it was a success all the way around. But for the sake of coverage, um, we still have about three shows that we want to share with you guys. And uh, last we heard, our good buddy Arusha, who's been covering all of these for us out there in the fields with her buddies on her own, the works. Um, we Last we heard, she was up in uh, Madison Square Garden, New York. So uh, coming down from, from that, next one in line was Meriwether Post Pavilion in Columbia, Maryland. And uh, this will be a little quickie episode. We got two mega ones coming up for Charlotte and Atlanta. But I wanted to get this one out to you guys uh, in a weekly fashion here. And um, didn't want to pass up the stuff that she sent me for, for Meriwether because uh, there's some really cool stuff in here. As she talks with her friends Jennifer and Dana. And post-show, she talks with Megan and Hector and Jennifer again. And um, really good stuff. And Meriwether's a, a venue, surprisingly, really dear to my heart. I know you're thinking, what? You're out in North Carolina. What do you care about Columbia, Maryland? Well, funny you should ask. I grew up uh, in uh, Stafford, Virginia, about an hour south of D.C. And Columbia, Maryland, in fact, is fairly close to the D.C. area. So um, it turns out that's where I saw my very first rock show. Uh, big pavilion, pretty generic as far as pavilions go. But um, it was a good safe place for a seventh grader to go to his first show. My brothers took me to see the B-52s and Ziggy Marley was opening up for them on their Cosmic Thing tour. So we were all dancing out in the field as it poured rain on us to love Shaq. And uh, from that moment on, I was hooked and uh, couldn't get enough of live music and live shows and went on to see a lot of great shows at Meriwether. Saw Morrissey there for the first time and New Order, the first and only time I've seen New Order live. And uh, even The Cure I saw twice there um, for Blood Flowers in 2000 and uh, the Curiosa tour I saw there. And uh, strangely enough, I think Arusha was probably at both those shows, so small weird world man but um yeah so um i couldn't pass up merriweather and i hope uh, you enjoy this as i said we we will be moving on to charlotte and atlanta and that will conclude our 2016 coverage so um we only got a few more of these left but uh, i think you'll dig them and thanks so much for uh for listening along and um we'll, we'll wrap up after this but i'm gonna hand it on over now to arusha and gang as we get ready for the cure at Meriwether Post Pavilion, Columbia, Maryland. Uh, hey everybody, this is Arusha, uh, reporting for the Holy Hour podcast, Arusha from Push, a Cure fan documentary. And I'm on my last three shows of the U.S. Uh, we're going to go to Maryland, 
Charlotte, North Carolina, Atlanta. I'm freaking out. I gotta say, like, it's that last part of the tour where part of me just wants to, like, not go. And part of me can't wait and doesn't want, ever want it to end. Um, the tickets to Merriweather are sold out beyond belief, like, to the point where there's absolutely no general admission tickets on um, StubHub, which is very interesting. And the lawn tickets, which were $40 yesterday, are now 66 So I think tonight will be a very powerful show. I can't emphasize enough how fun it is to go to different cities to see your favorite band, because where you see the band, where you sit, I mean, there's just so many elements that are wrapped up in the live experience. I had a great time in New York, and I, I loved the shows, but one of my highlights was actually the after night three, we hung out with a bunch of other Cure friends, fans um, at a bar. And um, I don't know, there was just like tender moments shared between international people from Europe and Germany and Sheffield, London, California, Orlando. Yeah, it was a a memorable moment where I think somebody quoted that she came all the way from Sheffield alone but she has not felt alone when she was in New York she hadn't felt alone for one second isn't that kind of interesting anyway more soon okay so we're inside the gig the cure about to go on uh, I'm, I'm with I'm with Jennifer McKee and Dana Dale she's, she's remaining silent she's She's drawing right now. I'm really nervous. I've uh, seen The Cure here in 2004 and 2000, and I think 1996, but Jennifer says I'm wrong. Uh, Well, you may have called, maybe they, I I I don't know. We'll we'll check the facts. I'm not much of a fact checker. I'm like, we're like dead center, sort of second, third row, and I'm excited and nervous and sad and all kinds of emotions. Yeah, we only have three more U.S. Cure shows left uh, on the tour, so it's getting a little sad. Like, I don't want it to end. Yeah, I don't want it to end either, and it's like, I'm a Cure junkie. Like, Yeah, I, me too. I, what am I going to do? We're, we're doomed. We're cursed. Here's the atmosphere. You guys are like my bouncer. Kind of in a cure lyric, thinking, don't let it end, don't let us go back to the real life. Everything is uh, always all those lyrics, yeah, but especially right now. It's just, I'm I've been enjoying myself so much, and yeah, I don't know. I just never would have thought that like 20 years later I'd be doing this. No. It's gone really fast. Yeah, and it goes by, as time, as you get older, it goes by faster, and... I know. So you think we'll still be here in 10 years? I mean, not still here, but... I've, I've tried to make this my last Cure Adventure, but I would say if they're touring in 10 years... No, you... No, it's, see, it's all in the lyrics. You won't be... You, you, you'll say it's the last time, but it won't be. Exactly. Um, yeah, if they tour in 10 years, uh, I'll be there. Giving up and going on are both the same dead entity, both the same old song, right? See you soon. (laughs) See you again. Yes.
broadcasting for the Holy Hour podcast. Um, woot, woot. This is post. Where are we? Ha. Columbia, Columbia, Maryland, Meriwether Post Pavilion. Yeah. I finally Dressing got to see up. Sinking on this tour, which I've Banana seen it fish bones. before, but yeah, I haven't seen Banana Fishbone since 2012, so that was paradise. Paradise. But I can't hear myself because I'm deaf because I didn't have my earplugs tonight. So if I'm talking too loud, I'm sorry. Well, you sound congested too. You yeah, sound like you got I'm a little not, congested. I have congestion in my ear as well, so that I can't hear. I think I'm just not used to this climate anymore. Anyway. Yeah, if you if you haven't been to the Merryweather uh, Pavilion, it's literally surrounded by trees. It's like in a, like a little forest. Lots of humidity. Lots of humidity. <laughs> well, I thought the show was was great. I mean, this we were up in the front row, which was nuts. Um, I enjoyed it more than uh, any of the New York shows. Uh, yeah, I did too. I did too. Um, yeah, I wasn't co- expecting them to come back out and do Shake Dog Shake. Um, and so that was totally awesome. Um, I feel like the crowd was pretty into it around yeah, around us. Like, yeah. But also nice. Yeah. Very nice. Holding places for people when they left to go get drinks or go to the bathroom. Yeah. I thought that everybody was nice too, but I, I do think it's weird to like be in the very front of any show and have people very still. But I guess yeah. that's. Uh, that's true. Very much an American thing. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I don't know that it's ever been any different like that in America, but I always, like, turn around and look back and think, like, wow, what it would be like to to be on stage playing to a bunch of people just, like, standing and staring at you. You I know what I mean? People were, were, I mean, the crowd, like, even pretty far back seemed pretty into it, especially as the end started to build. I also thought, actually, in the beginning that... Uh, Mr. Smith was not that into it. Well, there were some technical issues, and he was grumpy. Yeah. But then, like, the sun went down and everything was okay, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. And then they played If Only Tonight, we could see, which was fantastic. And what did they, they did some stuff that was like, they played Never Enough early, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, on the, the Walk, was it? The Walk was played early and Push was played later. Yeah, I believe so. This is, that's Hector, by the way. He wasn't going to go to this show. And, uh, you didn't have tickets till when? Um, five minutes before doors opened, I found a pit ticket and I was sold this pit ticket for face value, which was fantastic. Well, your girlfriend was online. Priyana found a Cure fan, right? Who was here or something? Yeah, she was in line waiting to get in and, uh, had an extra ticket and ended up selling it to me for the face value price. That's fucking great, because we were keeping tabs, as I'm sure you would, were um, on tickets, and there was no, like, if you went on StubHub for this show, zero general admission tickets available, which is insane. So, Yeah, there was whoa, that Nelly. one scalper that was selling it for 150 but I lost him. 
I guess timing was perfect for that one because if I would have found him, I would have lost the opportunity to just spend 80 instead of 150. So. How does how does this show compare to? You went to Denver and you went to the three Hollywood Bowls. Yes. Uh, okay. So comparison. I finally got to hear Sinking Live, which is fantastic, along with songs like Dressing Up, and I was up close to hear um, All I Want and Open and End. Uh, I would have to say is probably my favorite and the show that I thought I was gonna not end up coming to. Right. So, right. It's a great uh, turn of events, I can say. Megan, do you know what we didn't hear tonight? What? Us or them. Oh, good. Right? We also didn't hear Hungry Ghost. <laughs> I didn't want to hear that or Sleeping Off Dead, but they did do The End of the World, but I forgave them because they did Sinking yeah. and Banana Fish Bones and Shake Dog Shake, and if only tonight we could sleep. And They didn't so do forgiven. Exploding Boy, but... Yeah. I know! Bring back Exploding Boy! As every time I hear In Between Days, I'm like, okay, there's no Exploding Boy, but I think one time they did play... Because usually they play the Exploding Boy and then In Between Days, but... I think they did one time do it in a different order, though, but... I got really emotional during sinking. Oh. Yeah. yeah. And then they played It Can Never Be The Same, like, right after. Oh, yeah. wow. Robert got so emotional. Yeah, so did I. I definitely teared up. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. I, I think that's the first time I've heard him address it, too, because when he yeah. came back out, he said something about how it's a new song, and he, it's like he still hasn't been able to, like, contain it. Yeah. Contain the emotion, definitely. Yeah. yeah, it was. It's it's been. I think overall, like a running theme of seeing the cure in 2016 is seeing <laughs> or hearing Robert talk more and yeah. kind of be more open and on the one hand, like laugh about things and what he does. At least I don't remember him ever saying, "Oh, sorry, I'm not talking so much." Yeah, that's true. So that's been, it's been really interesting. And tonight, yeah, he said that about it can never be the same, which was cool. And then he also, after an encore, he said something about um, being famous and how it's really weird because he's just a normal person. They're all just normal. And as much as something to the effect of as many times as they've done this, you think that they'd be used to it by now, but they're honestly not. And it, it's, all, it's still weird, and he's, like, looking at the floor, thinking it's the same tiles as his parents' <laughs> house or something. Yeah, it's the same floor he, as that. He wanted place. a train or something, slide a train yeah. on it or he something. He said he was going to, for the third encore, he was going to slide a train across the floor and scream. <laughs> <laughs> Slow crawl out of the Merryweather Pavilion. There's one thing to like want to meet your idol and when you first meet him or don't meet them or see them on stage you're like oh my god there there they are and it's so crazy. And then there's a the thing of like some people who just want to meet somebody because they are a celebrity because they are right. a famous person. <laughs> yep. But I was also thinking that w what I don't what I wonder about being somebody like in his position like if I were to sit next to him and he was like I'm just normal why you know <laughs> Why are you, why do you think I'm anything different? It's like, it's not that I think that Robert Smith is not normal. I think that what happened to him in his life is not normal. And it's like, he's super talented. He's a genius, whatever. There's a lot of people that are really, really talented that just 
those things do not line up for them. Like the, a normal person in life, like things just don't line up and like happen. Do you know what I mean? So that's also another part of it. It's not just that like he's part of the band that's like changed my life. It's just uh, he's a person that's been very fortunate in this certain aspect. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how you ca- you can have a normal life, especially if you're if you're f- like famous and recognizable. Yeah, I mean, he can't just think about all the things he can't do because of that. I mean, I guess like in thinking, what I Head on the Door for me was like a really pivotal album for me. And it was, like, that point of discovery where I was, you know, that girl that was isolated, young, and I found this music that, like, I mean, there was tons of music that was like this, but, you know, it was, like, this time in my life where I was, like, oh, I'm supposed to be really chipper all the time and be fake and go out and lay out and get suntans and, like do things or be a certain way in life that I didn't relate to. Like, I just did not relate to people at all. Or I would just, like, go to school and people would just make fun of me for just existing. (laughs) And so I just felt very distant and disconnected from my school, my peers, and, like, this, like, normal mentality or whatever. And so... When I discovered bands like The Cure, I remember Head on the Door was like really pivotal because I was like, oh my God, this person is writing music that makes me feel connected to something or someone. So part of like meeting that person isn't necessarily because they're fucking famous. It's because they, they, without even knowing this person or whoever creates this music, they make me feel more connected. I think that's what it is. Like, I feel very connected to the music. So, you know, you want to meet the people that write that music. And, but I always looked at them as being normal people, you know? Um, but yeah, I mean, but Jennifer, I mean, even though, like, you know, it's like I totally recognized when I was a kid that they're like normal people, but at the same time, I really wanted to meet them. Me too. But I wanted to meet them because. Ooh. I related so much to the music and the music changed my life. And just like you, I was a total outsider, totally isolated from people. You know, I always felt different. But when I found The Cure's music, I felt like I belonged to something. Right. And it was really life-changing. And then when I started going to all The Cure shows, I met people who I were people who I didn't feel like an outsider with. You know, who who appreciated the music as much as I did, who got, like, connected to the music as much as I did. And that was also life-changing for me, meeting those fans, those people, who I'm most of them still friends with today, 20-plus years later. I really liked where we were tonight. Like, there were some tall people around me, but that always happens. But I, I could still see pretty well, and I could see everybody um pretty clearly so it was good for me to watch everybody because in the past when I've been that close like I there's always been tall people and I can only see like three out of five people you know so it was I really liked where we were tonight and 
I was also just kind of watching and observing well I was dancing and singing but also observing uh I Jason's just phenomenal I mean what was that song oh end oh god I couldn't believe how good he was doing end like uh I was really blown away by that I mean he always does burn incredibly but I never noticed on end before how good it was uh but he was he seemed to be really into that tonight too though so, uh, yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, that is a difficult song to play. Is it? Yeah, there's a lot of rhythmic patterns that are tossed in there. I thought if only Tonight We Could Sleep sounded really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Really good. And sinking. I couldn't believe I got to see that because I, in my brain, like, that was the one song I wanted to see. Well, that or The Same Deep Water as You, but I really was wanting to see Sinking. I know I've seen it before, but I haven't seen it in so many years that I always love it, love it live. So I did not expect that. I was very happy. Oh, and they did, they did Kyoto song as well. Yeah, yeah. That was great. And All I Want. Oh, yeah, that sounded good, too. I really thought it was a great set list. I liked yeah. that they, they played a lot of the songs that they've been playing on this tour, yeah. but they just shook up the order a little bit. Yeah. It was a good chunk off each record. Definitely from the top and up. Yeah, I mean, we're still sort of missing a lot of 17 seconds, right? Oh, uh, yeah. And Faith. Yeah. I kind of, you know, they're always ending the songs happy, but I do kind of miss, like, when they used to end the shows with Faith or Forever. (laughs) (laughs) We all want to hear Forever. Bring on the sad, dark stuff, please. (laughs) Well, that's, it's like the, the, um, forest endings now are taunting because, like, tonight, like, you could see up close... Simon was holding it down as he does and Robert was like doing his thing like getting in his zone and I could see Simon smiling like oh come on motherfucker like when yeah. are you gonna end this song <laughs> yeah. and he just had to hold it down and hold it down and like so you, there's this like you know I mean I don't have proof of this and but I feel like you could see the, their relationship it's like it's kind of neat and you just think wow these people have been doing this together for 40 years almost I yeah. think it's really cool to watch them uh, what they do like in little jokes they have with each other because you know yeah. like Arusha we have jokes too like on certain <laughs> songs but it's really funny like to see what what our jokes are but to see what their jokes are and like uh, Simon was running behind Roger and yeah. t- kind of teasing him and that was just so funny was, but... I just saw that they were laughing right. and then like and then at one point Robert and Simon were, I don't know what song it was, they were touching each oh, other's yeah, shoulder to shoulder. Or yeah. Like, yeah. During a burn. It was yeah. a burn. Oh, really? And they yeah. were, like, smiling after yeah. that at each other. And, and Simon smiled to Robert a few times, and then was Robert like, was like... It's my oh. oob. Yeah, you're oh. Lori. All right. Oh. Is it a black car? Oh, yeah, that's Uber. <laughs> yeah. So we just said goodbye to Hector... Uh, a nice gentleman that I met through the internet, through um, Instagram. His Instagram was cool, and he has this beautiful girlfriend named Brianna with uh, pink hair. Pink hair, and but anyway, that's another thing that happens on these. Oh, shit. But 
Anyway, so we just said goodbye to Hector. So basically, what is it? Today is June 21st, 22nd? 22nd. <laughs> yeah, 22nd. 22nd. So I met, quote unquote, Hector, like, online, let's say, in April or May. And I, all I was doing is, like, we were all following each other, like... And Brianna was like, we're going to make this cure sign that's like the cure in the uh wish font and I was like oh my god can I film you guys when I'm in LA and they were like sure so cut to May 22nd 23rd and you know we had planned to meet up but I don't have his their phone number and I see them and I like run after them with and I was my camera girl and I'm like wait so we meet up, and then we they introduce me to their Australian friends who they'd been pen pals with. I mean, it all becomes this thing. So, you know, now I kind of feel like, you know, Hector's and Brianna are new friends. They're really cool. Hector just hung out with Megan for the entire show, right? Yeah, yeah, that was super fun. New friends. And, uh, you know, a little, a little sad to say goodbye, you know, just because it's like... It's in this, like, cure world <laughs> of going crazy and seeing show after show. I mean, Hector was planning to go to three shows, and then they went to Denver, and then now he went to wherever the hell we are. So, Maryland. Maryland. So that's a part of it, too, you know. Anyway. Because we're driving to uh, Charlotte, North Carolina tomorrow, which I'm super psyched up, because guess who else we're going to meet? Guess. Oh, right. Gavin from the podcast. Yeah. Ooh, deer. Ah, there's a deer. Oh, my God. Holy crap. I do feel like I'm in Ohio. There's <laughs> deer everywhere there. Yeah, we're going to meet Gavin and his... I'm going to call him his associate. <laughs> because I suck and I know that Gavin works with another guy. I want to say, like, Damien or David or... But I can say the associate. Gavin and the associate tomorrow. Gavin, we're going to be driving seven hours. God help us. So we'll just... <laughs> it, My Fitbit automatically detects your activity, and it chooses if you're walking, running, or riding a bike. And for some reason, when I'm dancing at a cure show, it thinks I'm doing a bike. Oh, nice. <laughs> and Megan has a great impression for how she thinks I dance. <laughs> oh, my God. Is that another deer? Jesus. Yeah. Right there. There's another yeah, deer. There's another one. Oh, my God. Yeah. All we're right, going to have to... Have to uh, Deer end. Patrol. Deer Patrol. All right, over and out, team. Until next time. All right, thanks, guys. And yeah, you got to watch out for the deer in the Northern Virginia area. Forgot about those. Little fuckers will run right out in front of you and tear your car all up. But I'm happy to report that they made it to Charlotte, North Carolina safely. So uh, stay tuned. Hopefully next week we'll have the episode up when we get to share the big crossover. Arusha, Lauren, and, and Jennifer were there. And uh, myself and my associate Damien and, uh, and our buddy Matt. We all crossed paths. And uh, it was quite, a, quite an evening and uh, an unusual show it turns out. So uh, I won't spoil of how. A cure show could be unusual by this point, but it was, and uh, we'll tell you all about it. So do subscribe on iTunes so you don't miss it. Leave uh, a rating, a ranking if you want while you're there, and um, 
be sure to check us out on Instagram at the Holy Hour Podcast. And the Facebook page has been blowing up lately. So go over there and check it out on the, the Holy Hour Podcast on Facebook where you can um, comment on specific episodes or just post your cure-related thoughts and stories as, as they come to you. We've been getting a, a good reaction lately. I want to give a special thanks to uh, people that have been reaching out and saying hi and saying they enjoy the podcast. Uh, Chris on the Facebook page, thanks so much. And Lisa as well. Um, been getting some nice emails, mostly via Instagram, and then uh, some nice emails from Nicole and, and Charles Murphy sent a really nice email. Thanks so much for listening. Charles uh, was telling me about his awesome Cure collection, and I posted some of the pictures on Facebook there. You'll get to see them if you go to the Facebook page. Um, just an amazing Cure collection on vinyl. It's pretty much everything in there. It's like a, a kid in a toy store, if you see that. It's it's. It's beautiful. It's, you just can stare at it for hours. and um, So go and admire this wonderful man's wonderful Cure collection. Post the pictures on there. And um, yeah, so uh, we got a nice email from Brian from uh, last week's episode. Brian Greenspan from New York. And um, yeah, thanks again for listening and contributing. And um, anybody else that wants to get in touch, feel free to drop us a line. Um, at any of the social media that I just mentioned or my email, uh, gavinconnor at gmail.com. You can find that link on iTunes as well. And uh, like I said, we're going to keep this one short. I just want to throw it in there because uh, I liked what everybody had to say. And, and like I said, have a soft spot for Meriwether Post Pavilion. So thanks so much to Arusha for sharing that. As always, be sure to go over to CureFanDocumentary.com to check out Arusha's project. She's working on a CureFan documentary called Push. And um, it stemmed from her traveling around the first time on the uh, Blood Flowers tour in 2000. And uh, so it's an epic tale of love for this for this band, and uh, it looks amazing, and we all want to see this movie really bad. So be sure to donate some money when you're over there. Check it out. Just drop her a few bucks to make it possible to make this thing um, become a reality and get out to as many people as possible. And um, just sign up to all the social media that you can link to at Cure Fan Documentary so you can get updates on it, if nothing else. So check it out. Um, check her out on uh, Instagram as well at Cure Fan Doc. And, um, yeah. So until next time, Charlotte's around the corner, then Atlanta. We're winding down, guys. Thanks so much for listening. This has been the Holy Hour Podcast. I'm Gavin, and uh, talk hard. <laughs> <laughs>